atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues. This is the broadcast for August 15th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. Man, we're getting after it, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you know, but this day in history, Richard Nixon slammed shut the gold window and lied about it, took us off constitutional currency, dishonest money at the helm, and now everybody uh, is melting down about it. I mean, you've got, uh, by executive order, President Nixon uncoupled gold from its fixed $35 per ounce and suspended the ability of foreign banks to go ahead and turn their dollars into gold, literally shafted the whole world, if you will. Uh, The question becomes, is a currency war coming Everybody's melting down about global stocks and China trade. And, you know, hey, it's a big old battle. They say this happens every August. Don't panic yet. But, man, history tells you that a recession, a depression is coming. They say stocks plunge. Stocks tumble. Recession watch. Banks are paying people to borrow money. What does that say about the global economy? That's alarming news. They continue. And then Donald Trump says Fed to blame for crazy inverted yield curve. Donald's right. Kurt. But as far as I can see, there's no answers in his right. He's right as rain. And that's where a lot of times that I have a problem with the media and why we're in the news and in, in the media cycle. Um, he's right as rain. You can't disagree with anything he says. The Fed is to blame. But it's not the whole story. I say Congress is to blame more than the Fed because it's Congress's constitutional responsibility, Kurt, to deal with this honest money. And they've literally shifted their responsibility to a private banking cartel known as the Federal Reserve. Um, basically, the Federal Reserve is owned by private banks, folks, just so you know. Uh, Congress has basically um, shirked their duty, turned that over to some other authority or power, um, which they have no right or authority to do in the first place. But it's been happening for over 100 years. Uh, meanwhile, we run around and go, oh, the Trump's to, uh, the, the Fed's to blame. Uh, by golly, they, you know, they should have. Well, they zigged when they should have zagged is all, Kurt. Other than that, you know, n- no harm, no foul. That's the lie. Well, it's true they zigged when they should have zagged, maybe. But that isn't even the point. The point is that we need honest money. We need to return to the constitutional currency. We need to return to honest money. We need to obey the supreme law of our land. And when we're not doing it, they're always going to zig when they should have zagged, according to somebody. They're always going to misstep or they're always going to not project properly. And they're always going to incite panic and fear and confusion and um you know, wealth redistribution. And I mean, I can go on and on and on uh, with the shenanigans that could be performed by this dishonest money play. Uh, but no one's talking about the real answers. They're just, I mean, they're, they got a lot, but they're not pushing to the finish line in any way, Kurt, which means we'll do a lot of complaining and nothing, nothing of changing. Uh, any comment on that before we move to the next topic that I think is absolutely at first won't appear to be related, but completely related. Any comment on that? Hmm. You know, uh, wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just make America great again by returning to, um, hey, those uh, tried and true principles, the Ten Commandments, uh, the honest money of the Constitution that says right there in Article 1, Section 10, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debts. I mean, it's just amazing. Uh, what the solutions are. Unfortunately, right I completely agree. 
Now, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of answers. We could, you know, get rid of dishonest money in America. We could do all kinds of good things that would move us towards the proper trajectory, in my view. But there's one greater than all. And uh, the culture war is at the center of it all, Kurt. And the headline reads this from our buddies, Matthew Staver and crew over at Liberty Council. Liberty Council Action. LC.org if you want to know where to go to uh, learn more about what they're doing. But anyway, Do No Harm Act is poised to strip religious freedom. The question is, could you be forced to support the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda, Kurt? And the answer from Liberty Council is they say, listen, with this new No Harm Act, it's poised to strip religious freedom from us, and we may be forced. Could you be forced? It's not like, would you believe in it or anything? It's like, could this really become law? Could this really happen? Would you be forced? And the answer is yes. They're, they're moving on churches and employers to force this narrative. Shove it down your throat legislatively, Kurt. And I believe at the helm of this losing our honesty in money and everything else uh, is the heart of this culture war. Right? They're literally attacking anybody that believes in God, family, and country. They're literally attacking anybody that wants to promote life, liberty, and property. They're literally doubling down and, uh, in the culture war, going against all, uh, in my opinion, normal code of ethics or um, all morality points of interest that made America great. So uh, up legislatively right now is this first do no harm act, Kurt. But this is where they label it so beautifully. I mean, Kurt, you don't want to do any harm, do you? Glad you're on board for the Do No Harm Act, sir. See, and, and they force you into a corner because, Kurt, what do you want to do, harm? Why are you against this? And they manipulate you and back you into a corner with their labels and their, their wordsmithing, these, these terms that they use. It does tremendous harm to religious liberties, Kurt. All right, we'll try to get great point, Sam. It sure does. Um, you know, I was just um, listening to what you had to say about it and thinking, uh, you know, where we uh, kind of assessing where we are on that whole thing. Uh, Liberty Council leading the way for a long time. Yeah, and we better as Americans stand against this first do no harm thing because I'm telling you, it'll do irreparable harm to our religious liberties in America. I mean, it is on the altar of this. Gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender rights, or whatever you want to call it. Um, the problem is the two can't exist, Kurt. If you push one, the other's going to suffer. Um, now, I believe you could have a lot of religious freedom uh, and not promote the gay and lesbian lifestyle. But then again, it all depends on what you define religious freedom. If you allow the Christianity view and you allow the gay and lesbian view, then the question is, where does the law sit? Where do politicians move the needle to? Uh, And so that's really the battle. And I believe that kind hearts, humble hearts could respect both rights to the best of our ability. But at some point, Kurt, immorality destroys morality. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And at some point, there's a collision course in the making with this discussion. There is no avoiding it. Nobody can tell me how religious liberties can be uh, defended in whole. uh, And gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, quote, liberties or rights could be defended in whole. At some point, there's a compromise. At some point, there's an immorality meets morality discussion. At some point, somebody's going to win somewhere. Uh, And that's where this battle leads. And it is my prayer that we, the people, will stand up for religious freedom. I don't mean to be evil or nasty or anything to any of the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender people. They have their choices and their agency. 
But at the same time, uh, the more I give on the religious freedom discussion, then the more their agenda takes over. And, and eventually it means my agenda will be eroded and or suffer. My agenda is to let people worship how, where, what they may and believe in what they want and honor private contracts. My goal is not to legislate an agenda. However, I do want to protect religious liberty because I think it, once we lose that, I believe the culture war will be decided. It's not a battle of my religion or your religion or the absence of religion as much as it's a battle over principles of morality. Do we believe in agency and choice versus force? Do we believe in the right of one's conscience? Right now we want to defend the right of one's body so we can murder babies, but we don't want to allow Sam to have the freedom of thought in his conscience or he's a bigot and a hater. That highlights what I'm talking about. All right, do, do no harm act. Our prayer is that we can shut that sucker down. We need all your help to get that done. Moving right along, Kurt, Representative Steve King's in the news. Are you caught up on this one? Well, they say he said something wrong, right? Yeah, let's talk about this. So in my opinion, you know how we've talked about on this broadcast, I don't really believe in taking advantage of somebody because of their words. Even my, quote, political enemies, if you will, or the political opposition or whatever else, I don't believe taking advantage of them because of their words is good. So, for example, Joe Biden, he had a slip of the tongue and he said, hey, man, you know what? Uh, how did he say this, Kurt? <sighs> well, people of color or whatever else or people of minorities can be just as smart as rich kids. Did he say something like that? And that's what and I And he understand. got beat up. And, and well, they, talk, they beat him up a little bit, but not too much because he's Joe Biden. He gets a pass, right? So I want to highlight the difference between Joe Biden and Steve King here for a minute, because when one of their theirs make a mistake in wording or don't don't word things perfectly, they get absolutely destroyed. Uh, But the insiders get protection. So Steve King of Iowa, well, he did a lot of things, Kurt, but I'm going to highlight what they claim he did. And then I'm going to highlight what I think he did. Then we'll highlight the middle ground. Ready? Steve King of Iowa questioned if there would be any population of the world left if it were not for rape and incest, Kurt. His comment, they say, drew swift condemnation from top House Republicans and many of them calling for him to flat out resign. Mr. King, who represents a deeply conservative district in Northwest Iowa, made his remarks to the West Side Conservative Club in what's called Urbandale, Iowa, and then they finally admit later down the as he tried to express his opposition to exceptions for rape and incest in anti-abortion legislation. So if you take his comments out of context, he literally said, Hey, um, you know, none of us would be here without rape and incest. And they make you believe that he's kind of defending rape and incest. That he's like, Hey, rape and incest is good. That's why we're all here. You know? However, that's an absolute manipulation, a a dishonest, I'm telling you, dishonest as it gets, perversion of what Steve King's point was and what he was trying to say. Did he say it as well as he could have? Probably not. Let's talk about it, though, because they totally 180 from what he intended. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels. 
in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm by a friend of Megagoria. The Strategy of Heaven Revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The Calm Before the Storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. So the dishonest media absolutely obliterate poor Steve King. So they say this, Representative Steve King of Iowa questioned if there would be any population of the world left if it were not for rape and incest. Now, at first, it sounds crazy like he's defending rape and incest, but that's not at all true. He basically highlighted this reality. So we're talking about abortion. Steve King wants to get rid of abortion completely. He doesn't want exceptions for rape and incest. And, um, you know, you can debate if you want exceptions for rape and incest. I think uh, there should be very limited exceptions. Nevertheless, whether you believe that or not isn't the point. The point is, Steve King highlights, he says, what if we went back through all the family trees, Kurt, and we were to pull out the people that were products of rape or incest? Would there be any population left? Considering all the wars and all the rapes and all the pillaging and plunder that's taken place and whatever happened to cultures after society, he says, I can't certify that I'm not a product of that at somewhere in my line. Neither can you. House Republican leaders freaked. They led the charge. They broke from their August recess to publicly chastise him. This isn't the first time I've had problems with what Steve King has said. I think this continues to show why we kicked him off all of our committees. The number three House Republican Liz Cheney is calling for his resigning. They say Mr. King's comments are bizarre and reiterated that he should resign. As I said before, it's time for him to go, she says on Twitter. The people of, Iaho, or of Iowa's 4th District deserve better. As you know, Mr. King was removed from committees in January after he questioned why white supremacy was offensive. So he was just saying, look. People can believe what they want. Why is a discussion of white supremacy offensive? Now, 
he didn't say the belief in white supremacy wasn't offensive. He just said that why is it offensive to discuss this? Now, what's interesting about this is they tried to get rid of King, but nobody's really in support of getting rid of him. They say Mr. King is a politically problematic figure. And they go on with this big to-do about King, right? Now, here's the point. Steve King is not getting credit for the rest of his comments. So Steve King's position, just to be very clear about this, Kurt, is Steve King doesn't want exceptions for rape and incest. He wants pro-life, unequivocal pro-life. And this discussion had to do with that. So he's like pushing for no exceptions. So one of the things King said is it's not the baby's fault. He also said, I'd like to think every one of us, every one of the lives of all of us are as precious as any other life. And so his whole point was, I don't want exceptions for rape or incest. And he highlights the fact that, you know what, every one of us at some way or another is tied to this kind of abusive behavior. He's not suggesting the behavior is okay in any way. He's just merely suggesting that I don't want to kill a baby over the rape or incest exception. But because he's so unequivocally pro-life, they take that out. And now he's on record as saying, hey, if it wasn't for rape and incest, none of us would be here. Making everybody believe that he thinks rape and incest is okay or good or somehow acceptable or maybe a bad thing, but on the altar of necessity. Uh, that's not what he was saying at all. He's just trying to highlight this reality, Kurt, that how many children to no fault of their own, are here living wonderful lives, even when a immoral act or a, a, a criminal act has been committed. It doesn't, doesn't change the fact that there's still good people here, and I don't want, through these exceptions that you can drive a truck through, for dead babies to be everywhere. But the comments are absolutely, completely taken out of context, Kurt, and Steve King's taken a beating uh, in the dishonest press, Kurt. I'm here to defend him, not in any idea that rape or incest are fine, we rejected a gazillion percent, but he's right that, you know what, it's in all of our pasts and histories. It's evil and wrong. It's a crime and it's, it's, it's immoral, no question, but it doesn't change the fact that the innocents among us, meaning the, the children uh, of those horrible acts, are still living wonderful, good lives. And I don't want to add insult to a rape or an incest or an injury and, uh, in addition, create a murder. And that was his point. Uh, but what, they have no quarter for this guy, Kurt? Well, that's exactly right, Sam. <clears throat> and you see this, uh, uh, can you say fake news? Um, you know, at least to me, that's that's how this thing works. Uh, and uh, what, you know, I mean, we saw it happen with Judge Roy Moore, and we're seeing it with uh, Mr. King right now. Uh, when they want to get rid of somebody who stands for... Um, you know, especially for the babies, uh, for the Ten Commandments, you know, that kind of thing. Hey, they've got um, their ways of doing it, don't they? Yeah, and what's interesting is he questioned if there would be any population of the world left if it were not for rape or incest. Now, I agree it's a politically charged deal. It's probably not the wisest thing to put it in that context. I, I don't disagree with the concern. Uh, as much as I'm saying, but they're intentionally manipulating what he said. But I'm going to ask you the, the question flat out, Kurt. Would there be any of us here if there wasn't rape or incest, Kurt? Let's just honestly ask the question. Let's not make it political. Let's not pick sides. Let's just honestly deal with the question. Would any of us be here if it wasn't for rape and incest? Well, I don't know, Sam. I mean, well, I can't really. There was Adam and Eve and they had children. 
Oh, okay. And we all yeah, come from what, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Well, then you're coming from Adam and Eve. Good point. Yeah. And so no, I'm not here to, to argue the, the religious or the whatever. I'm just saying it, it's impossible to say that if Adam and Eve had children, the only way the next generation could happen is if their children were married and Involved. produced children, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I don't see how you argue with Steve King on the point that he's trying to make. Okay. And that's not defending rape or incest at all. It's just merely acknowledging the fact that, look, none of us would be here without that. Look, if Adam and Eve had children and they couldn't be involved with one another, there would be no more children. Period. End of paragraph. It's not even debatable. Okay. But instead of acknowledging that reality, that doesn't defend or excuse rape or incest in any way. It acknowledges a fact. A fact that you cannot avoid. And so here's Steve's point. If that's true, then. I want to make sure that every baby that's created can live. Oh, it's horrible, the rape or incest that might have created that baby. I agree. Nevertheless, don't add insult to injury and murder that baby, too. Let the baby live. It's not their fault. That was Steve's point, Kurt. And I don't think anybody's going to double down and articulate it like we just have. I know it kind of came out wrong by Steve because it's not. They don't give you a chance to clarify your comments or, unless you're Joe Biden. Okay, but poor Steve King, I think that he he means well, and I think he's right, and I support his position, Kurt. He's not in any way suggesting that rape or incest is fine at all. But they're making it sound like he's literally almost promoting rape and incest. Man, it's no no big deal. It's all good. That's how we're all here. Let the rape and incest just rage on. That's the way they make it sound, but it's an absolute perverted, dishonest lie. He's defending pro life probably more than anybody else in the House and Senate that I know of, Kurt. Maybe a Rand Paul's uh, with him and a Mike Lee and a few others, but virtually, I mean, he stands alone. So who's going to stand up and defend that's Steve why King? They, yeah, that's why they're wanting to get rid of him, Sam. Uh, he makes them look bad because they, uh, you know, are waffling about so many issues. And uh, same way with um, Judge Roy Moore. Amen. So he says two statements that I want to bring up. It's not the baby's fault, King said. That's his whole point. Look, it's horrible how some of this happens sometimes. We agree. That doesn't change the fact that we don't want the baby to die too. Then he says this. I'd like to think every one of the lives of us are as precious as any other life. So they say he's a racist, right, Kurt? Oh, man, he's a racist. He makes all these racist yeah, comments. Yeah, but isn't he saying every life? Yes, he is. That's is my whole precious. point. Yes. I don't get how you're a racist when you say that everybody's life matters, Kurt. Well, you know the standard uh, solution to that is he's a white guy, Sam, so he has to be a racist. See, and, and therein lies the lies, and that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Steve King isn't getting credit for any of the points he's making. Look, the baby's innocent, did nothing. Uh, you know what? I want to believe that every life is precious. Every life. And uh, you know what? I, I'm not in any way defending rape or incest, but I'm telling you, there's no other way that we all got here. Fact. Now, let's um, stand against rape and incest and everything else the best we can. But let's also not add insult to injury and convert or, or you know, create murder, or per, you know, push for murder uh, in our legislative body here. Um, is there anybody that's going to defend Steve King besides us, Kurt? Do you think? Maybe a couple of people, but I don't, I don't even see Rand Paul standing up going, hey. 
I mean, does what anybody typically happens, Sam, is when there's a politically hot issue like this with Steve King, hey, people want to just kind of leave it alone. They want to walk over on the other side of the street, kind of like the uh, Samaritan, the good Samaritan, when you see him there uh, needing some help and you're thinking, man, I could... I could get dirty. I could get some uh, blood on me, and, and You're that's right. really what's going Another on. headline illustrates your point perfectly, Kurt. It says this. The GOP would like Steve King to kindly shut up. Yeah. I think they're perverting his comments big time. Liberty Roundtable Live, Sam and Kurt on your radio in seconds. the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Six Philadelphia police officers wounded but expected to recover. A gunman opening fire on them as they tried to serve a drug warrant yesterday. Then the gunman holed himself up in a home for about eight hours until he finally surrendered shortly after midnight Eastern time. Philadelphia's Mayor Jim Kenney says it's another wake-up call about gun violence in America. Whether it's our six officers who were shot or it's some 15, 17, 20-year-old kid on the streets of Philadelphia who gets shot with guns that shouldn't be in people's hands. Uh, and it's just something that we, we, need to, we need to do something about. Stocks reversing course on Wall Street this morning, one day after the Dow Jones average tumbled 800 points. Stocks are higher. On news that China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs said China might meet the U.S. have way when it comes to a trade deal and this is usa radio news you knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk there could be a crash people could get hurt or killed but that didn't stop you did it you knew you could get arrested you could incur huge legal expenses and you could possibly even lose your job you were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk but one thing's for sure you were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Liberty Mutual Insurance presents... And Doug. Limu, there's a woman threatening to sign up for generic car insurance. Grab your birdseed and let's go. Uh, I'm going to sign these papers right here, right now. Ma'am, drop the pen. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. <sighs> Thanks, Limu, Emu, and Doug. Don't thank us. Thank Liberty Mutual. But also thank us. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company and affiliates. Equal housing insurance. State laws apply. The California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation investigating a huge riot at a prison in Soledad. Prison officials say about 200 inmates started fighting in the yard. Eight inmates hospitalized. No staffers were hurt. It was 50 years ago today that the Woodstock Music Festival got underway in the small town outside Bethel, New York. On a campaign trail, South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg held a town hall in Iowa yesterday saying America can uphold the Second Amendment and still have stricter gun control. Without allowing it to be twisted into something that puts lives at risk in our schools and our neighborhoods. Americans want universal background checks, red flag laws 
and do something about weapons of war on our streets. That is totally compatible with our Constitution, and it is necessary for our national security. And you're listening to USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, it's getting crazy in the media. They're attacking Steve King like no other. But the idea that he was literally advocating for or uh, okay with abortion or rape or incest, none of those things are the truth. And that's why I have such a problem with the way they're taking his comments out of context. He acknowledged the fact. Hey, would we have the populations of the world today if there wasn't rape or incest? No, we would not. That doesn't mean that we're justifying it or okay with it in any way. It's just an acknowledgement. For example, let me just say another fact to make the point. If we didn't have the Civil War in America, would we have had 600,000 plus men live who died? That doesn't mean I'm for the war or for the killing that took place there. Okay, it just acknowledges a fact. A fact is that every one of us came from rape or incest somehow. It doesn't defend that it's okay. You know, I'm not here to be God and circumstantially justify when Adam and Eve had children and their children had children and so on, how that all worked out. I'm not here to debate that. I'm just here to acknowledge it as a fact and then to move on and say, hey, what's the point of that? Why do you bring a statement like that up at all? Because he said, I'd like to think that every one of our lives matters just as much as anybody else's. All lives should matter. We shouldn't have a prioritization on life. That's as far from racist as it gets. He says it's not the baby's fault is another point that he makes. Which, again, just highlights this reality that we're pointing to, right? Well, there you have it. All right. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. And the problem is some of these topics aren't fun to talk about, Kurt. But nobody else is going to put it in proper perspective as far as I can tell. I mean, I'm looking across the Internet, and I don't see a single person coming to the defense of what Steve King really said and why, why he said it and the point he was trying to make. And I don't want to take advantage of somebody because of their words. I don't want to uh, attack. I, I want to look at it and say, what was his point? His point was, hey, rape and incest are horrible, but all lives matter. And I don't want to create exceptions in the abortion debate. I don't want to have murder by exception. Well, agree or disagree with him on the exceptions, you got to agree that he's standing tall to reject pro-death and stand for pro-life. And that's the reason that he's getting so obliterated. And nobody coming to the aid of our countrymen, if you will. All right, Kurt, they, they call this thing change. Headline says change, colon. Trump admin to favor self-sufficient immigrants proficient in English. Now, wait a minute. That can't be. Kurt isn't Donald and crew a bunch of bigots that just hate everybody that's an immigrant? Well, I guess so, Sam. I mean, you know, I just, I mean, imagine wanting to have, have people that come in speak um, our language. English. Yeah. It's not that English is more important than any other language. It's just that it's our language. If you go to Mexico, then you should probably speak Spanish, Kurt. Or at least be Great working point. on it. Try to, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to France, I think that it'd probably be good to try to learn French. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to debate English or France is better. I'm just saying if you're in the land of a culture, and you ought to try to learn their culture and accept and support their language and culture and learn about their customs and be part of their society. So who is this Trump admin, Kurt? And I guess is it, is it a change of heart or why do they say change? Well, um, 
what they're talking about is that um, you know there's um, there are changes going on and this is just one of them um, in this case uh, let me see if I can find this one yeah, and I don't understand, you know, what they mean by change necessarily. They kind of make Donald and his crew out to be bigots at every turn, and there's some big change here. But, you know, I haven't, I haven't really seen it the same way as they do, right? Well, yeah, apparently in the past, uh, Sam, uh, you know, pretty much anybody can just um, roll in, and it's just your turn. And in fact, uh, uh, the poorer, the the weaker or whatever, the better, uh, almost, uh, especially if you're going to, I guess you could say, vote Democrat, um, you know, and in this case, um, well, according to Breitbart, uh, public charge rules um, that um, these, um, well, under this regulation set, they say to be enforced by the Trump administration, self-sufficient immigrants who are proficient in English will be favored for green cards. All right, so let me stop you there. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is those who can come in America, come to America, that don't mean us harm. If you do, uh, you know, a background check. There's no background check for immigrants; just American citizens. You follow me? Okay, but those who can demonstrate that they're self-sufficient not going to be on the public dole, and those who can demonstrate they can communicate and deal with our society and obey our laws and things like that, they're trying to say we'll make sure that those guys get a chance to come here. I find it the most common-sense proposal on the table. They act like it's a big, massive, negative change. I find that it's just so common-sense, I don't even know how we could be debating it, Kurt. Surprise, surprise, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say uh, during a press conference, uh, acting United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, if you wonder, that's uh, USCIS. I didn't know about that. Anyway, the director there, Ken Cuccinelli, said the Trump administration was going to establish what is known as the public charge rule, a regulation whereby legal immigrants would be less likely to secure a permanent residency in the U.S. if they have used any forms of welfare in the past, including using subsidized health care services, food stamps, and public housing. These immigrants subject to the rule are technically mostly non-immigrants in the U.S. and foreign nationals, including, this is from the Breitbart piece, by the way, including illegal aliens seeking to adjust their immigration status, temporary foreign guest workers wanting a green card, and foreign nationals looking to be sponsored for a green card by their employer or U.S.-based relative. They say the rule will take into account a number of negative and positive factors when assessing an immigrant's qualification for a green card. Among the positive factors that will help secure a green card for an immigrant is their ability to speak English. It says uh, DHS will consider whether the alien is proficient in English or proficient in other languages in addition to English as part of the public charge inadmissibility determination. People who spoke a language other than English at home were less likely to be employed and less likely to find full-time work when employed. I mean, imagine that kind of thinking. Wow. Sounds delightful. 
Uh, and they act so like it's a change. Means, like uh, you'll listen. get a call maybe from somebody who says, uh, "I speak English," and then you won't be able to understand it. Uh, uh-huh. Maybe some of that'll change. Uh, not a chance, but I wish. Uh, all I'm telling you, though, is they write change colon. And if you don't understand the story, you think change. Do they flip-flop change? Are they creating some kind of you know crazy negative change? The way the headline's written, in my opinion, is not a positive thing. I would write common sense change. Trump or common sense change to the law or common sense correction in the law or, you know, reform to the law or Trump admin to favor self-sufficient immigrants that are proficient in English. Um, the mainstream press just wants this to go negative. And I know this is Breitbart or whatever, but I'm just saying this headline is, is concerning because it doesn't tell enough of the story to really all it does is make you think negatively. And uh, one one other part to this picture, uh, this public charge rule, uh, what it means, Sam, it says uh, um, the enactment of this public charge rule comes after President Trump signed an order set to begin in September. That's coming up. That enforces existing 1996 laws uh, that were signed into statute by then-President Bill Clinton. The order mandates that a family member or business sponsor of a legal immigrant looking to permanently resettle in the U.S. is responsible for paying back the welfare costs previously used by that immigrant. For example, they say if a visa holder, that's not like Visa and MasterCard, it's that other kind of visa, uh, has used 10000 in food stamp benefits while living in the U.S., when a family member sponsors them for a green card, that family member will be notified of the legal immigrants' welfare costs to taxpayers and will be obligated to pay back the amount. And that's, in my opinion, perfectly legitimate, although we shouldn't have given the money in the first place, putting these uh, illegal or these many legal immigrants who want to stay or whatever, putting them in an underwater status when they start. That's a, a problem. But nevertheless, I think this is a great change. I think we need to back it. Uh, again, I don't believe it's highlighted fairly in the news, just like the Steve King story is not either. All right. Trump wins. Guatemala vote on asylum deal. Kurt, we got to rock and roll through these stories. Kurt just sent me literally in the last five minutes, 15 more stories. Go, Kurt. So, um, uh, you know, did you hear about this? Uh, you know what this Guatemala thing nope, is? Don't all? know anything about it. All right. So in Guatemala, apparently uh, they got these uh, um, asylum things that say that, hey, if somebody wants to come in there and uh, move on up to America, they can request asylum from America there. And President Trump didn't like it. He thinks they ought to request it there. Imagine that. Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that will preserve the vanishing resource of the American cowboy. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery that celebrates our history, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Range Magazine also features great holiday gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. You can order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. 
The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have too. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. Then you don't have what it takes to be in this job. Wow, rifling through the news just as fast as we can. Quick Guatemalan story, Kurt. I guess uh, Trump wins Guatemalan on asylum deal? Yeah, just a little more detail real quick uh, yeah, for you. Way fast. Uh, what, what you've got is uh, they had a vote there in Guatemala, and uh, the nation's voters there rejected a candidate who want, wanted to completely scrap a July 26th asylum agreement with the U.S. The pending deal would allow U.S. border officials to reject asylum claims from migrants who first crossed through Guatemala, including migrants from Honduras, El Salvador, India, Africa, and Asia. Uh, you know, the bottom line is uh, Guatemala is that little country where, you know, it connects South America to, um, you know, North America, Sam, and so they have to go through there. And according to the Breitbart piece, I guess uh, Nancy Pelosi cruised down there to Guatemala on August 8th. I didn't know about that. On your dime, uh, no less. Where, where she met with many of her left-wing pro-migration allies, uh, some of whom were funded or uh, directly or indirectly by George Soros's pro-migration donor groups. So uh, the president, um, you know, didn't like this whole deal uh, where they could just kind of cruise up into America and, you know, say, King's X, I'm here. Uh, and he said, uh, you know, um, this will be better. For us, um, and I think he's right. There you go. All right, very interesting. Frank Milano in the news. Uh, is it Frank Milano or Alyssa Milano? Uh, oh, wait, it's I Frank Gaffney. Sorry. Okay. I was uh, doing your Frank. Melissa Milano story while I was trying to do the Frank, you know. <laughs> Like I said, Kurt you literally go. gave me like 20 news stories, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this one, uh, you know, it says uh, Frank Gaffney's the writer. Trump must declare, I am a Hong Konger. Uh, do you know what that means, Sam? I defend Hong, Hong Konger. Well, yeah. I mean, right now you've got big time uh, uproar in Hong Kong because uh, the Chinese want to kind of crack down. The communist Chinese want to crack down on it and it's sort of a. Uh, land between communist China and Taiwan right now uh, and the folks there are trying to declare their independence and they're uh, 
well, they're getting a little crackdown going on, and I think there's more coming. Uh, but it'll it'll make uh, China, the communist Chinese, look pretty bad to do that. Well, that, uh, wouldn't China, surprise me. China flexes their muscle right now. Headline says China blocks U.S. Navy ships from visiting Hong Kong. Yep, yep. Uh, I saw that too. And uh, you look at that. Uh, I just think uh, this whole thing's uh, coming to a head, and uh, you know. Uh, the president's got to say, man, I'm a Hong Konger, is what this guy says. <laughs> uh-huh. Lawrence Tribe, I guess he's a Harvard Law professor, Kurt. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, in his case, he says uh, white supremacists uh, abor- oppose abortion to avoid non-white replacement. Um, I, I think, you know, if you oppose abortion, Sam, it would be... Every color of the rainbow could be replacing, wouldn't they? Yeah, but what I don't understand about this is they say white supremacists oppose abortion to what? Prevent? Avoid non-white replacement? So I got a question. Why is it a discussion of replacement, Kurt? I advocate for all races to have children. God said to multiply and replenish the earth. Uh, He said that to all of us, Kurt. And I support That's all exactly of us right. multiplying and replenishing the earth. I don't know how I would be trying to prevent replacement from happening. No one's replacing me, buddy, except for my children. And I would suggest that every race should be replaced by their children. Isn't that the uh, generational reality God set forth on the earth, Kurt? So I don't even know what this guy's talking about. We're not even on the same page for discussion. Well, he's just got to bring up the phrase white supremacist, and so then it'll be, uh, you know, a hot issue and that kind of thing. I got a question. The bottom line is uh, we want everybody. What about all those pro-life black people and pro-life Hispanics and pro-life Asians and stuff like that out there, Kurt? What about all those guys? Great point, Sam. Are they, um, let's see how this works. Are they opposing abortion to prevent non-Hispanic replacement or whatever else? See, I don't think so. (laughs) I think we're all just saying, hey, we don't like abortion because we don't like murder and we want to stand for pro-life. And we believe we all should replace ourselves with our children. Amen. And by the way, our children should replace themselves with our grandchildren. Yeah, or their children and so on. But you're right. Uh, So I I don't even understand. But this is kind of how these Harvard folks think. They're just they're brain dead, folks. They're They're just crazy. I don't even know what he's talking about. We have good news for a change, ladies and gentlemen. Top Pence. Aid. We're talking about Mike Pence aid moves to what uh, a new position on Kurt. Well, yeah, and uh, I hadn't heard of this, uh, but uh, this is a World Net Daily piece. But it's uh, it makes some sense because uh, the daughter of the World Net Daily founder, uh, Joseph Farah, her name is Alyssa Farah, and uh, she's in the Defense Department. Uh, did you know that, Sam? I had no idea. No, first it was Mike Pence. Now she's being moved uh, to the Defense Department, from what I understand. Uh, um, they're going to call her the new Pentagon press secretary, from what I understand. I say that's yeah. great news. I mean, it's uh, so refreshing to maybe get rid of a swamp monster and replace him with uh, Somebody worthwhile. I'd like to try to get hold of her and put her on the radio, but I don't know if we can do that. But anyway, to me, this is great news. This is the closest to somebody we actually believe in, Kurt, and somewhat know. Now, I don't know Melissa Farah, but I know her dad. Yeah. I know her dad reasonably well. I think he's a great guy and a great family. And so to me, this is phenomenal news. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. And I guess she's been serving uh, for the last two years as a top aide to Vice President Mike Pence. And now she's accepted the post of press secretary of the U.S. Department of Defense. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's cool. I think it's fantastic news. All right. I guess a homeowner's just chilling out. Naked dude forces way into house. Kurt, what happens? (laughs) Well, you know, the homeowner takes um, what? The law into his own hands, right, Sam? And the headline reads Homeowner shoots naked man who allegedly forced way into house. Now, uh, do you think this story is going to get a lot of play by... No, because it's using a gun for good purposes. That's the first problem. Second thing I would ask is, is this naked man on drugs, Kurt? Normally, Uh, when people just strip naked and go into people's house and stuff like that, or probably usually somehow they've got um, influencers in their body. Yeah, something (laughs) something changing their uh, normal activities. Uh, This happened in a place, uh, by the way, this is an AP report, and coming to us from the uh, Breitbart boys who brought it up, but a homeowner in Zachary, Louisiana. That's down there where they have them guns, Sam. Uh, And uh, this individual shot and critically wounded an alleged naked intrusion suspect. Now, I don't know how you figure they're alleged naked if they got a picture of them. But anyway, the AP reports that the incident hey man, occurred. What if it's one of them deep fakes, Curtis? One of them fake photos, buddy. Yeah. Early Sunday morning, and the homeowner was alerted to the suspect by this guy had a uh, security system, Sam. You know what it was? Roof, roof, roof. He had one of them dogs and, and he had a gun. A barking dog. And the What's his ad- dog's name? Advocate. <laughs> I don't know. Probably dog. The yeah, advocate home reports protected by dog and Smith and Wesson. Go home. That's right. Uh, that the homeowner walked out on his porch to investigate the barking and saw the naked suspect. He warned the suspect to back up several times, but the uh, suspect allegedly refused compliance and forced his way into the home. The homeowner then shot the naked man, leaving him in critical condition. The East Baton Rouge Louis Paris uh, Sheriff's Office indicates the suspect suffers from an undisclosed medical condition. Yeah, well, he suffers from that, and he suffers from a little bit of buckshot and, you know, different places. Yes, sir. Anyway, bottom line is I commend the gun owner. I don't know what would have happened bad if there wasn't the right to keep and bear arms and defend oneself. And I'm glad it turned out well, and I wish the media would tell the tale, because I believe that's critically important. Two more stories before the end of the hour. We've got to fly. Machines replace a third of workforce at Giant Copper Mine, according to Bloomberg Kurt. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I don't know, Sam. There's all this talk about, hey, man, pretty soon you won't even have to do anything but go shopping, because, you know, there'll be uh, all these machines just taking your job. What say you about it, Sam? Well, I say certainly the robots are coming, first of all. The robots um, are coming. And I think that, you know, it's like any other revolution, economic revolution, I might say, you know, like the industrial revolution or whatever else. There's going to be changes, folks. And there will be robots that will do a lot of the work. Uh, and I think that's okay. There's nothing wrong with automation and robots and, and, and optimizing ourselves. The question is, how can we engage ourselves in good things and find good things to focus on and do 
how can we analyze what things are not the best advancements and what things are better advancements? And how do we kind of blend the old society with the new in a modern way that, that moves us forward? And I think there's a way to do it. So I don't think we ought to be in panic about the robots. I think we ought to acknowledge it. I think we ought to retool for better opportunities. When the Industrial Revolution happened, it didn't get rid of a ton of jobs. I mean, it might have temporarily. But the uh, digital revolution has been here. 90% of what I do in my day today, you know what, 100 years ago wouldn't even have been available. 50 years wouldn't have been available. So, you know what, there will be new jobs. There will be new opportunities. Don't panic and melt down. God put us on the earth to work. And for those who are honest and have a will to work, there will be work to do. Trust you, me. Write it down and remember who told you first. So the sky is not falling on everybody but robots. Uh, yes, there will be changes. And we better be smart enough as the human race to adapt. <clears throat> and to wisely capitalize on the advancements taking place would be my response. Ah, Coke. By the way, Sam, it looks like, as far as I know on this issue, uh, the machines kind of took over after the uh, the guys with the shovels. Then uh, they brought in those, uh, you know, they called them backhoes and stuff like that. Those were machines taken over. And I guess in this case, the underground mine is going to use conveyor belts to transport the mineral, and they'll need fewer truck drivers, workers with different skills. Uh, and uh, that's – anyway, that's what's going on. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's great news personally. <clears throat> Maybe somebody will need to be hired to make sure that conveyor belt runs properly. And they didn't need that guy before either, right, just so you know. Great All right, point. ah, Coke, Kurt. Yeah, let's see if I can find that one. Headline uh, says uh, Coke. That's the owner of Dasani Water. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I guess they're going to put the water in aluminum cans to reduce, quote, yeah. plastic usage, Kurt. Yeah, no, isn't somebody going to get ticked off about that and saying, man, I get a bunch of cans around here instead of plastic. Uh, but, hey, I guess that's supposed to be better, right? I think they think it's better, yeah, Kurt, because you can recycle them cans. You know, when you were a little kid, didn't you collect cans, buddy? I thought you could recycle plastic. Well, Kurt, I don't know why you're bringing that up. We're trying to get rid of straws, my friend. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you must just be some kind of an environmental apologist, huh? I thought everything that's on the Earth came from the Earth, except for the moon rocks, right, Sam? Yeah, the moon rocks didn't come from the Earth for sure. <laughs> All right. Hey, go down to Utah, man. Southern Utah, they got red rocks everywhere. Are those moon rocks? I'm just wondering. All right. Uh, you got to eat some pop rocks and eat some candy and drink some you know, water in a can, not in a plastic thing there now, and you'll be protecting the environment. I want to get me one of them that just say environmentally friendly and my cans would be everywhere, you know. All right, there you have it. Two hours in the can, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Promoting God, family, and country and protecting life, liberty, and property. If you want to help us do that, libertyroundtable.com. Donate today. God save the Republic of the United States of America.